welcome to Fan Film Fridays, coming to you mostly live-ish from the basement at Longbox Crusade HQ. I'm your host, Clinton Robison. If you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're familiar with the concept of fan films. But if you're not, you should be made aware that they are generally freely available movies that people have made of particular characters and settings that are owned by somebody else. In these films, they try to more or less dabble in those worlds for their own amusement. In short, it's kind of like fan fiction in visual form. So along with watching fan films while being stuck down in this basement, I've also been sending out coded SOS messages. Nice to know the Albrecht brothers left something down here since there were no action films, but I'm still not entirely sure why they had spy gear from the 1980s. Anyway... My messages seem to have found help in the form of Professor Frenzy himself, Jerry Green. Jerry, how are you? Hi, Clinton. How are you doing? I'm doing well for somebody who's trapped down in a basement. Yeah, but at least any light or anything down there? Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of surprisingly well rigged with electricity and such. Well, that's a, that's something. Yeah. So, Jerry, are are you familiar with uh, fan films at all? I sure am. Yeah. What do you have on? Well, I've got a little thing called Batman Dead End. Ooh, that sounds great. Now, Jerry, before uh, receiving my coded SOS messages, have you uh, seen this film before? Yes, I sure have. Good, good. Um, And we know you are familiar with a little character called Batman. He's the one with the the ears, right? (laughs) Sure, we'll go with that. (laughs) Yep, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Batman. Alright, so, Batman Dead End is a fan film written and directed by Sandy Colara. It premiered July 19th, 2013 at San Diego Comic-Con. Hey, Clinton here with a quick interjection. I said 2013, I meant to say 2003. Why did I say 2013? I don't know, but it's 2003. So, you know, a bit of a decade difference there. Okay, back to the show. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Pretty good. And it just went straight to the internet right after. The film is readily available on YouTube and has been for, goodness, if it's been out since 2003, and I don't even Mm. know when YouTube was established, but pretty much it might as well say it's been there since the life of YouTube. We do highly encourage listeners to watch this, and if you've never seen it before, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But, you know, that's kind of a little bit spoilery for... Well, I'm going to say later, but oh well. That's fine. It'll take less than ten minutes out of your day, and who knows, you might like it, or you might say I hate Batman, but anyway. I don't think so. Nah. But since we're going to get pretty spoilery in our discussion of the plot, you might want to pause here, take a few minutes, watch it, get something to drink, come back, it'll be more fun. Look at my face. This is who I am. My mask is permanent. You have a choice. You made your choice a long time ago, Joker. No! You did this to me, and you condemned me to that asylum like some bastard child that you refused to take responsibility for! During a stormy night in Gotham City, the Joker escapes from Arkham Asylum, and Batman goes out to search for him, eventually cornering him in a dockyard. Before Batman can take him back to the asylum, the Joker is quickly dragged off by an alien. You know, a xenomorph kind of guy from the movie Alien. And it seemingly kills him. Another alien attacks Batman, 
but is killed by a predator, which Batman fights and defeats, despite being wounded. Suddenly, more predators appear just as more aliens emerge from the darkness behind Batman. The film ends abruptly with a cliffhanger as Batman is trapped between the two alien creature species. So, Jerry, for a short little film, what'd you think? Well, you know, when I ever look at any of these movies, you know, fan films or any kind of lower budget films, the first thing I kind of think of is, am I bored? And the answer here is absolutely not. I was totally uh, engaged the whole way through. Like you said, this is a, a relatively short uh, film. I think it's uh, it's about eight minutes long and two of those minutes are end credits. Um, but this could have been 10 times as long. It's really well done, really well put together and gripping all the way through. Yeah, I have to agree with you. There's not a boring moment in it. Uh, I mean, uh, this is kind of straddling the line between uh, fan film and spec film because he did admit that he did it. You know, he put it all together to show off his directing and cinematography abilities. It worked. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely say it worked. There's not a dull moment, which, I mean, in eight minutes, it's kind of hard to be, you know, anything but exciting. But Sure, but it also was paced right. I mean, it started off, he was, you know, as he was chasing Joker, they have some dialogue at the beginning, and it's, you know, kind of slower and builds and builds and builds and then gets crazy uh, towards the end. So the pacing is, is fantastic um, and really just draws you in and keeps you there. Right, and I mean, it It really feels like a comic book plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd, we've we had Batman versus Predator, we've had Batman versus Aliens. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and it would just make sense to have Batman versus Aliens and Predator. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd watch a you know, two-hour movie of this. Heck yeah. Uh, what did you think of the costuming and the characters? Well, I really liked how Joker looked. I mean, the, his makeup made him look really sinister and freaky. He kind of had a, um, you know, I hate, I hate to, to cross the streams, but he had kind of a green goblin look with the chin and the, the crazy looking eyes. And, you know, he was definitely the Joker character, but, you know, his makeup looked really creepy. And I, I really thought that was fantastic. And I also noticed that the alien, the head and the tail, both, both worked at the same time. And it looks like they had some kind of puppetry work. Um, on the tail, maybe um, the way that the costume was configured and what the way the alien moved was really felt otherworldly and very um, genuine to the movie. Uh, you know how well, maybe aliens, how aliens moved mm-hmm. um, and Predator, you know, had that had that traditional what you what we're used to seeing predators dressed like. I mean, it looked really fantastic. Um, I think that the costumes they must have spent a lot of time and money uh, on getting these costumes look good. And also the way it, they were lit um, really created an atmosphere of kind of eeriness. Um, it was very effective. Okay. Now, what did you think of uh, how they portrayed Batman? I thought he did pretty good. I mean, he was a, a you know, a, um, you know, well, well muscled, well bit built guy. Um, I liked how his cowl, it had kind of a rubbery texture. So, you know, at the beginning as he's kind of dressing, getting all geared up with his Batman gear, you know, he puts the cowl, um, over his head and it, and it really, it really kind of felt genuine. Um, I, I liked how they, you know, had him, you know, putting on all the, you know, the shoes, the boots and, and all that stuff. And, and I felt like he was a guy that could uh, kick some butt. 
Yeah, and it should be noted, this is pretty much the only movie-ish Batman that hasn't worn armor. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It, it, it kind of looked a little bit reminiscent of, um, you know, at first when I saw it, I thought, well, maybe it's kind of like the Adam West suit. But then I think the more I thought about it, it was really more of the, um, you know, the, the new 52 looking Batman also. So it was kind of a mix of the two, I thought. I could see that. I I always get more of like a year one kind of vibe off of him. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, he's got some neat tricks, but he's not completely about the gadgets yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's still going to fight you. He's going to punch you. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing for sure. This Batman didn't take time to ask too many questions. <laughs> no, he, didn't. he was a man he, of action. Definitely. He gave the Joker a pretty good kick against the wall. That was pretty sweet. Okay, and I've noticed we keep going back to the Joker, and there's probably a reason for this. Uh, did you notice who played the Joker? I did not. Okay, he is played by Andrew Koenig. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar with that name at all... No, I'm not. Okay, he's the son of uh, Walter Koenig. Oh, really? But you may be, you know, you and I are, you know, similar age ranges here. Uh, You may be a little more familiar with him from a little show in the 80s called Growing Pains. Uh, I'm a little older than that. Okay. Well, for anybody who watched Growing Pains, Andrew Koenig was Kirk Cameron's friend Boner. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Always came came in with that real thick accent, you know. And, I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh yeah, it, it's it's night and day compared to his Joker. And I'm sorry that this is probably one of my favorite versions of the Joker. And I really wish we could have seen him play it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he did a great job. Now I know we've been sitting here like you know waxing the car and everything, but you know, do you have any lows on this movie? Lows. Well, I am going to uh, say, you know, one thing that uh, I I didn't care for. And I realized that, you know, like you mentioned before, that this was, you know, showing off how the the director, you know, showing off his skills. My low is uh, the cliffhanger ending. You know, uh, Batman is surrounded on one, you know, (laughs) predators on one side, aliens on the other. And he's stuck in the middle Um, and they end it. And I just wish that they had some kind of resolution. Um, you know, we have 80 years of Batman getting out of tough jams, uh, you know, that we could kind of rely on or get inspiration from. And I kind of wish they came up with a solution for him to, to not get torn to pieces. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that. It's I, I would really like to have seen the resolution, but I get why he left it that way. But at the same time, yeah, you, you're stuck wanting more, and you know more is not going to come. Yeah. You know, and, maybe as a director, maybe he wanted to, um, you know, leave people wanting more so that they would hire him <laughs> for <laughs> to do more. But uh, as just a viewer um, of somebody watching a, a movie on YouTube, I really wanted to see it end. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll play off of the, uh, the ending there on for a little bit of lows as much as i like seeing the aliens kind of coming out of the shadows at the same time you know it, it's almost like they were a little too deliberate to stop on their marks and just stay there kind of you know back and forth 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you know, we're, we're coming out. We're coming out. Oh, no, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. I am. I know. You don't. <laughs> I will. You don't. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of hover on that shot just a little, you know, probably about like 10 seconds too long, it seems, something like that. But, I mean, my, my lows start getting to be nitpicky on this. Yeah. It could have been a really tight seven minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's it. That is a nitpick. I think, you know, and mine is too, really, because I was entertained the whole way through. Mm. Um, the one thing that I, I usually gets missed in these kinds of things and on a, on a really well done production like this, um, you know, you don't even notice it. But one thing I really, really liked was the sound design. Uh, the Predator had those clicky sounds and all the Foley work of things hitting and dropping and falling and punching and all that work. It was really, the sound design was great. Mm. Yeah, the music is, you know, I'm sure you noticed from the, the already established movies. But mm-hmm. but other than that, it, yeah, like you said, the Foley work, making sure you actually hear hits and things dropping and stuff. Yeah, really well done. So... You know, just going back to the plot real fast. Did you have any idea what was coming when you first watched it? None. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> where'd Joker go? <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise to me every step of the way. Okay, well, I think we've covered just about everything I have to say about it. Fantastic. Yeah, that was. A, I thank you for inviting me to this. This was a, a great movie and a, a heck of a lot of fun to talk with you about it. Oh, I appreciate you coming. I mean, this this is pretty much you know one more or less like the grandfather of modern fan films. So, I mean, we had to start with this. This is one of the more well known ones, and it's it's been around since two thousand three, and it still gets tons and tons of hits. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that while you're while you're all alone in the basement, you can watch it over and over. <laughs> yeah, and since it only takes eight minutes, I can watch it, you know, multiple times per hour. Oh man, you got to get those guys to send you down some uh, some cans of beans or something. I think they're still on Mongo. Uh oh, I don't know. These guys are you know international spies and action film fighters and God. Then there's. Whenever Delvin talks about Transformers, I, I don't know what he does then. Everybody's yeah. in disguise. Hey, yeah, I know, but yeah, they're a bunch of bunch of good Auburn fans. So <laughs> it's hardly a substitute for moral fiber, but okay. <laughs> Come on, Auburn's great. <laughs> oh, well, Jerry, I do appreciate you. Uh, if anybody is wanting to watch Batman Dead End, the link should be in the show notes. Jerry, where can people find you if they're more curious about seeing some of your work? Sure. Well, you can find me on my podcast, uh, The Professor Frenzy Show, where uh, Chris and I, my pod partner, we talk about new indie comics and Bat Books for Beginners, where we both talk about historical Batman and Bat Family comics. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Professor Frenzy, and you can find our YouTube page and Facebook pages uh, if you do a search on those uh, for (laughs) Professor Frenzy. Okay, and if anybody wants to contact us at the show, uh, you can email me at fanfilmfridays at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter at Fridays underscore fan. 
I wasn't what I applied for, but that's what they gave me, so we're going to go with it. It's easy enough to remember. Hi, this is Batman. Whenever I lose my memory, I head over to the BatmanUniverse.net and check out the podcast, Bat Books for Beginners. The Bat Books for Beginners podcast breaks down and analyzes all of my adventures so I can remember how to get to the Batcave, which Robin I'm working with, and where I parked the Batmobile. Chris and Jerry, the hosts of Bat Books for Beginners, are honest about how well I'm serving the citizens of Gotham. Sometimes, too honest, I'll have to talk to them about that. If you wake up one morning and think you might be Batman and have just lost your memories, go over to the BatmanUniverse.net or iTunes and check out Bat Books for Beginners. Now, if I could just figure out who this old man cleaning the Batcave is, that would be great. I asked my friend Scott Snyder, and he didn't know. Don't be a supervillain. Visit the BatmanUniverse.net and listen to Bat Books for Beginners, also on iTunes. You'll be glad you did. Bat Books for Beginners is part of the BatmanUniverse.net Bat Family of Podcasts. Don't listen to Bat Books for Beginners when operating heavy machinery or juggling. If you listen to Bat Books for Beginners for more than four hours, call your doctor. Bat Books for Beginners is part of a balanced diet. Alrighty, so Jerry... Uh, as you go, um, can you kind of like pass along to people that I am down here and the door is stuck? Oh yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have some shopping to do, um, but after that, oh gosh, yeah, I have a couple of appointments and this really good this Fangoolies coming on. After that, after that, I'll definitely try not to forget to let folks know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't expect you to like, you know, drop Spinguli for uh-huh. that. I, I, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. All righty, and I will see everybody else next time on another Fan Film Fridays. Today, you can take your telephone, your 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 cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. After all, all art is experience. But if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent to make it happen.